This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's talk about vaping by young people. The Canadian Cancer Society this week calling for the age limit to purchase vaping products to be raised. Currently in British Columbia, it's age 19. Canadian Cancer Society calling for the age limit to be increased to age 21. This is after a new study came out this week showing that rates of vaping among teens and young adults right across Canada up by 74%. Wow, that's a lot of young people vaping. Interesting study as well said, get this, British Medical Journal said even cigarette smoking is making a comeback among young people, which is, uh, I think, even more disturbing. But vaping on the rise as well. Canadian Cancer Society says you should be 21 to buy vaping products. Here's Adrian Dix, the uh, BC Health Minister, speaking to Linda Steele about this yesterday. We're hopeful the federal government will move. If they don't, uh, we'll move in our jurisdiction, but we'd prefer they do it so that we had uniform rules across the country. And as noted, with respect to the question of uh, age, we're higher than most jurisdictions in Canada in terms of age, but I would say this, that what concerns me most is that it is not allowed right now I mean, the, the age limit is 19, and this study, the study in question, was mostly looking at 16, 17, and 18-year-olds across the country, and, and it goes, of course, quite a bit younger than that. So it's not just an issue of prohibition. It's an issue of doing precisely what happened with tobacco in this province, and this was led by a lot of young people. It became culturally unacceptable to smoke amongst many young people. We had the lowest rates of uh, youth uh, tobacco use in the country as a result of that, and we've got to engage with young people as well to see that uh, it becomes equally culturally unacceptable to, to uh, absorb nicotine in a new way. Oh, yeah, Health Minister Adrian Dick speaking to Linda Steele yesterday. All right, let's speak to someone from the vaping industry now. My guest is Sadiq Dea. He is the CEO of Van Gogh Vapes, and I'm very pleased to come into the studio. Hi. How are you doing, Mike? I'm good. Thanks for doing this. Uh, tell me a little bit about Van Gogh Vapes. I was just checking out your website, which looks like a pretty major website there. Uh, tell me about the, 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 the business that you guys are running there and the type of products that you deal in there. So we started in uh, 2015, and our objective, I myself used to be a smoker, and so my, my background actually is in business and tax consulting, and so it was quite a, quite a major shift. But uh, I, I truly believed in the products, as well as um, looking at what was going on with the studies around the world. Uh, the UK is a big influence on uh, my, my thoughts and beliefs and the way that they have pitched it as a cessation product versus kind of how it's being taken over in uh, in North America. And I, th- I think that it's extremely important, the, the position. And so um, the position we take is we cater specifically to adults that are, um, you know, interested in alternatives, other alternative forms of nicotine that have been proven to be much safer. Okay, what about uh, kids uh, vaping. Uh, how do you control that in terms of your your products not getting in the hands of of kids who are under age nineteen? Because like, you know, I I see you sell a lot of stuff online. Um, how do you check people's age if they're buying online? So we're working with uh, implementing age verification on a two step process, both uh, on ordering. So currently on ordering, we do uh, verify that they're overage. But uh, one thing that we've been working on on as an industry is um, having a program where their their uh, ID is checked actually at the door. Um, the other thing that we've done as an industry is, uh, you know, any any of the uh, any of the, I guess, 
the the ones who are involved in selling to minors, you know, we will completely avoid dealing with those kind of things. And in my opinion, I think one of the solutions is increasing the fines. I don't condone teen or youth vaping in any way. And I think that uh, one of the things that we can potentially implement is extremely high um, fines for infractions on this. Um, wow. So people who are selling to minors, they should be uh, it, it shouldn't be a small slap on the wrist. I, I would be fully supportive of extremely high fines and measures to try to curb that. Okay, interesting. What is the fine right now? I'm not 100% sure. I believe, I believe it falls under the uh, Tobacco Act still. Um, so I, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I, I know that it's low enough that uh, it's not being taken serious enough. And, and I think that the other thing that we can do is potentially set up uh, or contribute to more secret shopper programs to really find where these sources of um, like like what was said earlier, then age is already 19. So it's obviously still already a problem without even moving the age. And I think that it's more about trying to uh, find where where the avenues are and really cracking down on them. What do you think about the idea of increasing the age limit to purchase vaping products from the current age 19 to age 21? I think that if it's in collaboration with raising the alcohol and tobacco uh, age overall, um, I, I wouldn't be extremely supportive, but I wouldn't be against that. But if it was specifically to focus in on vaping, my, my fear and the fear of a lot of people in the industry is that as we villainize it, it looks less and less of an alternative to smokers. Now, quoting what uh, the UK has gone by, their their stance is that um, over the over the per year, they have about sixty to seventy thousand deaths and a countless number of uh, health problems related to smoking. And so their their opinion is that if we can continue to switch people over to at least a safer alternative, all the adults who are currently smoking, if they can switch over to a safer alternative, we've done a great job. And my fear is that by villainizing it a bit too much over here, can uh, can really impact the efforts or the potential viability of the product for smokers. I wonder if raising the age limit to 21 would have much impact anyway, because given that you've got this study out of the UK uh, saying that smoking and vaping rates among youth are on the rise now, uh, including among kids who are 16, 17, 18. So, you know, you're seeing a sharp increase uh, among underage kids already. Mm -hmm. So, so would, would raising the, the, the age limit to 21 make a difference? In my opinion, I don't think it will make a significant difference. They're obviously finding ways to get on, you know, get their products. And even if we were to increase fines and set up secret shopper programs, the the teens and the youth they always have ways around. They always there's always someone that's going to help them do what they're going to do. And I think um, it, a lot of it is to do with education. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we were uh, we we were di we were discussing with a few um, teens who who had fallen into it, and we asked them like, "Why have you started? What are you doing? Do you understand that you know there's a lot of nicotine going on this and that?" And um, some of them didn't even understand what the product was. They 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 were using it. They had no idea that there was nicotine. They had no idea what they were actually doing. And I think. Education is a big part, and then really making sure that it's clear that this is potentially a safer alternative, but by no means it's something that someone should go into. Okay, as, as we're speaking, Sadiq, I'm, I'm looking up the, the provincial fines for selling cigarettes or vaping products to an underage minor. So uh, the current ticket is $575 that can be written to a clerk or retailer for selling underage. That can go up to $1,000, and also... Uh, repeat penalties can go up to $5,000 for repeat offenses. So 575 bucks. I mean, you think it should you think it should be higher than that? I think it should be a lot higher. I think yeah. if we really want to take get rid of this problem, 
a $575 fine isn't significant, especially when you look at the fact that we can't be policing every single um, transaction. It's just not possible. And so when these transactions do get caught, you're only catching potentially 1% of them. And so if we raise the fines to 5000 10000 on the first offense, it's something that people really think twice about. You know, at $575, to be honest, a lot of people that I know as well as myself, we started smoking when we were underage and it was, um, you know, it wasn't the hardest thing. And a lot of times you do have, of course, retailers that are strict on it, but there are many retailers that are kind of lenient. And I think uh, cracking down on that leniency is one of the biggest issues that we should focus on. So we're talking about the Canadian Cancer Society this week calling for the age limit to buy tobacco and vaping products to be increased to age 21, currently 19 in the province of British Columbia. Call me on that. Got open phone lines right now. 604-280-9898 is the number. 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. What do you think about young kids vaping? I live near a high school and uh, I take my dog for a walk. I see lots of kids uh, vaping uh, around the around the school where my son goes to. And I think, what are you guys doing? God, these young kids vaping like that. Come on. you got to make some uh, wiser decisions here. Follow me on that. Why do you think that's happening? 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell. Sadiq, uh, one of the things that I think is really good about the products that you sell uh, with vaping uh, is, as as you mentioned, a smoking cessation uh, alternative, a product, a safer product than smoking cigarettes. And I, you know, I'm speaking as a guy I lost both my parents to uh, to smoking. My dad died of lung cancer. My mom had a brutal stroke. They were both heavy smokers. Oh, Sometimes I wonder, like. I wish I could go back in a like a time machine and and say here use these uh, vapor uh, e-cigarettes or something instead. Yeah, it could be safer. It, it's um, I mean, it, to, to be honest, I have four I have four little kids actually, um, and I was first introduced to these products from my my. Uh, wife's grandmother. She's uh, unfortunately she's passed away now, but she smoked for many years. She introduced me to the product um, back in 2013, 2014, and um, I, you know I was I was extremely convinced. First of all, just the fact that um, someone who's quite a bit older was able to uh, use it to help her get, get off. And for me personally, yeah. my my transition over the last couple of years, um, I, I mean, of course, I, I feel significantly better, and it's. Um, it is a different journey. Trying to get off cigarettes is, you know, some claim it's uh, it's even more addictive than heroin, and it's extremely hard. And there are many um, potential alternatives, many potential cessation devices, but none have shown the success that vaping has shown. Okay, How, when did you start smoking cigarettes? Uh, I started when I was about sixteen, to be honest. Okay, and then when did you start vaping instead? I started vaping when I was about twenty-three. And did you notice a difference in, like, you know? It, it was you know? a, it was it was a night and day. You know, within the first two three months, it, I, it was I was a dual user at first, um, and so immediately what I noticed was my my cravings went down significantly. So in between smoke breaks, I would have a little bit of the vapor, and it would uh, it would help curb that craving. And within a few months, it uh, it wasn't even a hard transition. One thing that I really noticed was that it wasn't just about um, getting away from something I disliked. I, I enjoyed. The, the the flavor I enjoyed you know the 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 the, um, the taste of it I enjoyed the yeah. taste of vaping yeah. and it was more about I wanted to go towards this and away from that and so now today I still use it occasionally but it's not that 
if I don't have it, I'm looking for a cigarette. I would never touch cigarettes again. I'm so happy. My, my health is better. I can run around with the little kids. I can do all these things, and it doesn't impact me the way it did when I was a smoker. Okay, 604-280-9898 is the number to call if you want to jump on board. Star 9898 on your cell. David in Maple Ridge. Hi. Good afternoon, uh, or good morning, I should say. Yeah. I think vaping offers kids best combination of things for them it's cool and it tastes good it's just like candy it's addictive they can get a variety of flavors i mean what's better you can smoke these things all day it's not like cigarettes where you know you can have one or two and then take a break these things you could puff on all day and that's what makes it so attractive to kids and gets them using these things all the time okay sadiq what do you say to that what you know i've heard that criticism as well that a lot of these vapes are are sold with kind of you know cherry f- flavors that are appealing to young people? I think that the, the, the flavor aspect is, is taken out of proportion as adults love flavor. Myself, I, if there was no flavors, I wouldn't have used it as a product. You can see that as soon as you walk into a liquor store. There's all kinds of flavors, and although some of those flavors might be enticing to kids, it's just as uh, appealing for the adults. And so even in my journey, and actually quite a few people that I've spoken to, a big part of their journey was the fact that there was flavors that uh, were appealing. And I think it goes back to the education aspect. You know, there are there are things, there's medicines that come in flavor. There's alcohol that's flavored. There's a lot of things that have flavor. Adults do like flavor, as well as the fact that there's not enough education being done for these kids as, look, this is not something to be just taking lightly. Um, it's, it's something that can be extremely detrimental to you in the long run. And one thing I just want to, uh, you know, shed light on is that, you know, let's say 10, 20 years ago, the big issue was smoking in high schools. Um, now, as we're getting into the, you know, 2019, as we get into 2020, smoking from other reports, they have shown that smoking in high schools has gone down. And now as an observation of the time, there's a, there's more vaping. And I think it's more um, as vaping is on the rise in society, we will see a slight increase in the youth. And what we need to do is curb those avenues that they can actually access it from. All vape mm-hmm. stores are 19 plus. They're not even allowed in the store, the windows are blocked out. There's nothing that they can appeal to. As a company, we don't advertise in under 19 locations. Um, there's a lot of things that we do to make sure that people who are under 19 don't have access to you know, the advertising or the, the appealingness of this products. Even if you go into a, a corner store that has vapor products, they're all hidden away. They're not allowed to advertise yeah. the flavors out in the public. And so I think it's, um, it's more about being responsible and making sure that the ones who are irresponsible feel the consequences adequately enough that they're deterred from doing it or even going near selling to minors. Let's go to Bob in Vancouver on the open line. Hi. Hey, Mike, how are you? I'm good. What do you think? Good. You know, I mean, the thing is, the kids are going to do it anyway. So by raising the age, it's ridiculous. I mean, they're 19, they can drink, but they want to raise it to 21 to vape. Uh, I started smoking when I was 13 years old. I smoked for 50 years. I quit nine years ago after seeing my cousin die of cancer. So that was, yeah. was my time to quit smoking, but these kids are going to do it anyway. Yeah, no, no, it's an, it's a good point because even this uh, report that came out this week from the UK has uh, as noted a uh, an uptick in vaca- vaping among kids who are 16, 17, 18, already underage. Sean in Vancouver, squeezing one more here. Sean, you got to go quick. Hi. Uh, I just think that the big hurdle is we need to restrict online sales. Uh, I'm a vape user, unfortunately, so is my 16 year old cousin. And I know for a fact they're all buying online. And even if you add these restrictions uh, online or at delivery, they're going to find a way around it. But the minimum is being bought in-store by teenagers or for teenagers. Most of that is going through online sales. 
Sadiq, what do you say to that? You got 30 seconds there, Sadiq. What do you say to that? It is a tough one. I, I, I do agree that it is tough um, to, to police it, but just like we have to police it in the, in the in store, we have to make sure that there's high, uh, there's, you know, barriers to that. Uh, having that, that check both when they're ordering as well as when they receive it at the door, it at least ensures something. And if that okay. kind of person has the access, they'll have the access online or in okay. the store. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sadiq Dea, he is the CEO of Van Gogh Vapes.